3: Is there an invite or something I should be seeing right now? No, just to you to signed the, go in. Go to the league homepage. Yeah, and, there we are.
2: It says draft. The draft. Go to
1: go to league. Hit league, and then it should have a thing that comes up that says yeah, right. my
2: draft. Yeah, right. That's what I'm it's not for. coming up. Yeah, I know. Wait, that's
1: no, a- that's the wrong league, David. Yeah. Dave Football Program, available on iTunes and at DaveDamoshek.NFL.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damoshek.
3: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damoshek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 87 of the Dave Damoshek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Shek, S-H-E-K, and guess what? With the football season nigh, we are in the midst of an actual draft. You are joining us in the midst of what we have going here, and I'm ashamed to say. Before I say hello to the fellows joining me for this uh, fantasy football draft, I was late for it. The 4:05. I'm going <laughs> to sue the city of Los Angeles. It took me 91 minutes. And a drive that should take me 25 after 9.00 in the a.m. Anyway, I don't have time to get bogged down because I'm already behind the eight ball. Quickly, let me say hello to the man to my right. Always, you know him from NFL.com and NFL Network, yapping about fantasy. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? How's your draft going? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Welcome back, by the way, from New York. Um, Oh, I'm Dewey. I was running, and and I'm outraged. (laughs) This isn't shame sweat I got going. This is anger sweat. How's your team
1: so far, though? Uh, Peyton Manning's my quarterback, so I immediately—and I don't want to be the guy
3: The cool cats
1: are on the clock. Oh, sorry. The cool cats are on the clock. I'll I'll recap your team so do. Please do. joining us. Dave went with Cam Newton, Darren McFadden. He did get stuck with MJD. This is the problem of being on auto draft, is that you can't avoid pitfalls like that. Wes Welker, Mike Wallace. Dave's got well, the face of famous.
2: That's a good team Des Bryant for
1: pick. For auto pick. What, what's wrong with your, okay, McFadden, who could play about four games. I love it. That's MJD, like,
3: who's, no, it's.
1: You're taking a risk with any running back. All right, Mike. The clock. The I'm down three. to.
3: I'm down to 20 seconds left on the clock. We're going to need. You don't have a time. Do tight I go end. Miles? Austin? Do I go Reggie Wayne? I like Reggie Wayne this oh, year. I as a matter Reggie of fact, I, I think Reggie Wayne really benefits from the uh, Steve Smith effect that we saw one year ago. Or I could go with. You could um, go with both of them. You got two picks back to back. That's true. You know what Miles I'm going to do? Miles Austin, Reggie Wayne. I don't want to go Miles Austin. I'll go Reggie Wayne. Mm-hmm. With the, with that pick now. And now I come back. Get ha- ready for this. Go ahead. Go man. ahead. Oh, and I haven't said hello yet to the guru from, uh, of course, of, uh, of all things fantasy here at the NFL. Michael Fabiano, what's the poop? I'm going to go Mark Ingram unless you can make a compelling case in the next couple seconds here. Well-
2: your team just went on autopilot, so I didn't I am mean correcting to correcting your picks. Yes, I did so not want that. you wanted Reggie Wayne
3: at the end of round seven, correct? Correct. And now I'm going to take Mark Ingram. Okay. What do you and think Mark of that? Mark Ingram. That's here done, fella. You know, at round top, around eight. I had an epiphany this very morning that uh, that Mark Ingram is going to get a lot of touches in that offense this year. That they're going to. He'll
2: lead the team in carries if he stays healthy. But they I think he's also going to have
3: a great year. They'll I want to get him 200 gonna... touches. Yep, I think he's going to have a big season. So there we go. Let's review quickly where we are. Fabiano, you're picking right now, so yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. No, no go Let right ahead. Let me just my go friend. ahead and look at what we have here. Damashek, the cool cats, spelled with two Ks. Cam Newton is our QB. Darren McFadden, MJD. That's a handsome backfield. You know, MJD is my number two, you understand. And now Mark Ingram is the backup, so that's a pretty nice trio. Welker, I don't love. Mike Wallace, I do. Desi Bryant, the child with the uh, with the pacifier in his mouth imposed by Jerry Jones and company. Reggie Wayne now, I like it. Fabiano, how say you? Definitely a
2: strong team in those first few picks. Of course, the caveat is injuries. Darren McFadden. We all, it's I, a running back position. I love Everybody him. Everybody gets hurt I love at running him. back. Exactly. He's got to stay healthy. Maurice Jones-Drew, you worry that maybe the holdout keeps him... Out for the first week or two It looks like that could happen at this point And when he comes back Does he stay healthy I say your team has serious upside Let's put it that way You've got a lot of talent on that
3: roster I like uh, So let's, let's review here uh, Fabiano Who did you go with in the first round At pick number nine A 10-team league we're going with right. here It's the NFL Fantasy Live Group draft now this is for real this is uh we're keeping this one this is no mock draft this is actually going to count for us all season long Mm -hmm. who did you go with in the first round at number nine
2: chris johnson i was hoping stafford fell to me but he got picked right in front of me i took chris johnson listen uh, there's a lot of question marks the running back position i didn't think uh that i I didn't want to take cam newton there Uh, I'd rather have the running back because I knew that I was going to be able to get a quarterback in the next couple of rounds because it's a 10-team league. And they ended up getting Tony Romo in the fourth round.
3: That's pretty good. I'll take that all day long. Great bargain. But let me talk about Chris Johnson. Here's what I've been saying. I've been talking about Jake Locker quite a bit. I think he's going to have a huge breakout season. I think the Titans are going to go to the playoffs and so on with or without Kenny Britt. But Chris Johnson obviously in fantasy terms is going to suffer because Jake Locker is a physical runner. He's not just a fast guy. This is a guy who he is the best option when you get down inside the 10 rather than turn around and hand the ball off to your relatively slight running back. Why are they not going to just call the young, tough runner in Jake Locker's number and let him get a lot of touchdowns? That's going to hurt Chris.
2: Johnson. You could see that, but you could also say that Locker in that backfield could help Chris Johnson because they're going to throw the ball more and teams are. At least this is what the, the uh, Titans' hope happens. Teams are not going to be able to stack the line of scrimmage to stop Chris Johnson. When they've got Kenny Britt, we don't know if he's going to be suspended, but obviously it won't be for more than a few games. You've got Nate Washington. You've got the rookie and Kendall Wright. You've got Jared Cook. So they've got some options there. Uh, and and I think by on the offense, way, Jared
3: Cook not off the board yet, but I love no,
2: him. They're going to want to throw the football. So I think it's going to be a more balanced offense than we've seen in the past from the Titans. And at least KJ, uh, CJ2K can't do worse than he did last year, I guess.
3: Here's the thing. Arian Foster, Ray Rice, and Shady McCoy—the thing that holds them up above guys like Darren McFadden or Demarco Murray or any of the other name guys that you would uh, throw out there—is the fact that they've been healthy. But mm-hmm. running back is a position that is nasty. It's no coincidence that so many of the names you look at. Your boy, I see you. You wound up with Ryan Matthews once again. You refuse to give up on him. I appreciate this is your it. loyalty, this at is least, Fabio. I'm done after this season. But I know, but you're you're starting to it's it's starting to get a little embarrassed. I know <laughs> he I'm, doesn't. He doesn't like you. He's you know he's not, not. He's just not into you, Fabiano. I don't give up on him already. Uh, I'm
2: not going to break up with him
3: just yet. But it's a tough position, though. To to you exactly. know you I, like I've said, my mantra this month has been as we've been yapping fantasy over and over and over again. And uh, I encourage you, Nate, demand you head over to NFL.com and check out Fabiano rank my Jason Smith, uh, Elliot Harrison, Matt Money Smith, and so on's work. Um, as we get you ready for the fantasy stuff, my mantra has been fantasy owners, you should mimic what NFL teams are doing, which is going running back by committee. You need to have four or five viable options. And I don't even care about the handcuff thing anymore. I'm talking about go with guys that start the season getting touches with their team because you're going to have to rotate these guys.
2: Yeah, if you can do it in a 10-team league, I think you can do it. Uh, If you're in a 12-team league or a 14-team league, guys, I think it's going to be a much harder to actually get that. I do think you need to have five running backs at the end of your draft, even if the fifth one is a handcuff. For example, if you end up with Adrian Peterson, then you need a handcuff with Toby Gerhardt.
3: All right. Adam Rank, what's the poop with you? How's your draft going? How are things looking?
1: Well, let's make sure that we have uh, black-tie Watching very closely to make sure the curse words aren't flying out of my mouth, because it appears (laughs) I give out too much good advice on NFL Fantasy Live. And, you know, people might say, oh, ranks the buffoon. But everything I have said about everybody in nobody does, actually. (laughs) There's a couple people. No, no, no,
3: no. no. I think
1: they do. do. Of course they do. But of course, we're, we're sitting here in this draft and all of a sudden. If you go on to NFL.com and you go to the rankings, I'm sure by the time that this comes out and you hear this, everybody's going to scurry to go change their rankings. I'm the only one who had Eric Decker ahead of Demarius Thomas, and yet Eric Decker went off in the fourth round, and Demarius Thomas dropped all the way to the sixth round. Well, that's, hey,
2: that's where,
3: where I you. gladly took him, because I don't still think,
2: like Demarius Thomas more than Eric Decker.
3: I, I kind of, Yeah, I'm conflicted on that one, but I will say, Rank, I... I, I The sense of self-worth in spite of being called a buffoon apparently has not been damaged at all because it's not that Eric Decker caught two touchdown passes out on the field with Peyton Manning there last time out. It's because you've been advising Eric Decker. No, but
1: it's who was in front of this. Who knew what was going to happen? Like these guys were talking about, oh, no, Demarius Thomas. And then all of a sudden it takes that game, you know, three weeks later to know what I've known all along.
3: All right, you know, this is a reach, and I don't advocate reaching on these things. Um, actually, you know what? I don't think this is such a reach. I need a tight end here. We're in
2: that what, ninth round?
3: Yeah, we're in the ninth round. It and Jason
2: Witten just came off the board. It That's is Dan a great pick.
3: I'll tell you, you want to watch great value here? Watch this pick pop up here. Go ahead. Fabiano. Fred Davis. That's right. Oh, I just yeah. took Decent. Fred Davis. You know, I don't like what they have. They add Garcon, Santana Moss. They add some pieces. Uh, Josh Morgan as well. Um, a Bernard. You got another pick. Oh, I have another pick. Oh pick. On,
2: Dave. I'm going to make this pick.
3: No, no, no. You're not making any pick for me. Get ready for this one, people. Go ahead. Here it comes. I just was talking about. Where is he? Where is, where's my man here? Who are you talking about? Jake Locker. He's gone? No. No, he's still he's there. Still there. Well, I'm seeing Chaz Batch. I don't want no Chaz Batch. Hit quarterback. Lock, I've hit Locker QB. Is, Locker is right there. Fourth. Oh, somehow it went. Uh, uh, where, uh, he's not. He's not fourth. I see Chaz Batch's name. See, okay, this have, is what happens. This is. I got him. I got him. I'm gonna find this character. If it kills me, here we go.
0: <laughs> Jake
3: Locker there you go. got him. Box. Draft. Welcome to the Ball Club, Jake Locker. All right, he is my sleeper pick of sleeper picks among QBs. He's going to be gangbusters this year. I'm right
2: there with you. I, I think Locker is going to be tremendous, and I actually just took who should be his number one receiver once he gets back from suspension, Kenny Britt, as my fourth <laughs> receiver. Talk <laughs>
3: about a value pick there. Talk about. I mean, you know, because of all the uh, legitimate um, stuff about how kooky he is, sure. Uh,
1: what? are you laughing about there? If Rank? he's not arrested, he's going to hurt his
3: knee, or maybe he'll, <laughs> maybe he'll, maybe he'll hurt but his at, knee in jail. But at this
2: point, in the draft. As my fourth wide receiver in the tenth round. I'll take him all day long.
3: I know this is a ridiculous statement. It's the same as saying. Well, if Adrian Peterson hadn't gotten hurt last year, he would have been in the first round. But if I, if I, if you knew nothing about the end of last season and this, but between the end of last season and and right now. Kenny Britt would be like a fourth-round pick. In spite of the hurt knee, you would say, well, listen, he's going to bounce back. He got hurt mm-hmm. early in 2011, relatively early in the season. So he'll be back and ready to go in that offense. And so, all right, so he had some off-the-field stuff. He's not the first guy in the history of uh, football to uh, to do that. And when he's back on the field, listen, as a as the 10th-round guy, he's going to be humongous, I would think. Rank, wh- what are the highlights of your draft so far? I see who you're going with next there. And I can say this out loud. I already because picked them. You pick Greg Little. That was my last pick. You just took Greg Little. Yeah, I love that pick. I love him. He he had a lot of targets last
1: year. He had more targets than Dwayne Bowe. More targets than Mike Wallace. So he's he's looked for, and now he's got a quarterback who can actually throw him the ball. So he's got that going for him.
3: What do we think about that, Fabiano? I think that um, I think Greg Little is a. I mean, especially we're in double digits of the draft now. Mm-hmm. That Greg Little yeah, still on that. the board is actually. Makes me feel optimistic for other drafts coming up that I've got. If Greg Little is is that undervalued, then uh, then he's a real he's going to be a bargain because, like Rank says, there Brandon Whedon, whatever you think of him as a rookie and whatever else, he can sling it. And, he can throw the ball, and yep. he and he's their clear cut number one. Um, I'm much higher on him than I am the the rookie well, I'm, Trent Richardson among the Browns.
1: No, I'm three picks away. From my next okay, who's just? Well, I, I want to
3: hear Fabiano. on oh, Little. Nate Washington. Here. What okay. do you think?
2: No, I I like I liked Little last year, as a matter of fact, because the Browns didn't have much in the pass attack. They still don't have much in the pass attack, but he's going to be their guy now. And I think Brandon Whedon has shown in the preseason that he is going to look Greg Little's way. He's a physical guy. He actually only scored twenty fewer fantasy points than la- last year than AJ Green and that last season, rookie season, it was it was a learning process for him and now he's got that 1 year of NFL experience under his belt. I, Dave, I think he is a, a very good sleeper and I think he could turn out to be a really good draft
3: bargain for Rank. What, how's your team? How do you feel about your team at this point? You got Romo as your QB, we talked about CJ2K, Ryan I feel Matthews. Good. I do not like. I'm obviously I know, uh, but
2: I I've, I've added depth at running back just in case.
3: Okay, you have Steve Smith, Larry Fitzgerald, obviously that ain't bad. Jermichael Finley is a good pick. You know, I don't love that, though, because I, uh, you know, Fred Davis – oh, that was the point I started to make about mm-hmm. the Redskins. Obviously, they have a lot of speed now on the outside there, but I think the guy who is going to really take advantage of it is Fred Davis and, to a lesser degree, Chris Cooley. That's mm-hmm. what uh, RG3 – that's where the talent is among the pass catchers for the Redskins, and I think RG3 is going to make hay with that guy. And he was on pace – was Fred Davis before the suspension at the end of the year to finish in the top five or top six tight ends statistically last year. Fred correct? Davis?
2: Yeah. If he had missed those four games because of the suspension, he was on pace to have 1,000 yards. He was very good. So it's an very exceptional good. value
3: pick, as oh, no. I, as what I say. What do you think I
2: 11th think. round, Rashad Jennings? Nice little sneak right there. That is a good move. Unfortunately, your boss has Maurice Jones Drew, so uh, you, you might be uh, – you might be ticking off the boss, Ranker. Wait a minute! Oh no, he was snaked from me.
3: How do I? Wait oh, a second. No. Took Harrison
1: him. took him. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to pay attention. Fabiano. I'm going to take LeSure. Here's a technical
3: question. I love that pick. Yeah, LeSure, I got. That's I got Kevin Smith.
1: I got Kevin Smith. Sure. So I might as well that's take Lashur. Lashur
3: is going to be the like man that. by midseason at the latest. There, I He's really like score. that. In in high octane offenses. I've always said this is it's the Chuck Muncie theory that I that I like <laughs> yeah, to I apply yeah. here. When you watch that old Air Coriel, uh team with Dan Fouts and company, Chandler and mm-hmm. and and uh, Winslow and company, that team Chuck Muncie. Would get so many touchdowns at the goal line. It just so ha- you know, if you are throwing the ball constantly, you're always in the red zone. You're down inside the ten, and and then that's when they you go traditional because it's hard to throw when you get tight in at the goal line. There, it's easier to run the ball. And Chuck Muncie made all sorts of hay um, running the football. Uh, I, I, I was going to say a generation ago, but I guess two generations ago. <laughs> yeah. But Lachure is the modern day version of that, a banger at the goal line, who's going to get a lot of touchdowns that way. Yep. Now. Fabiano, a technical question for sure. you: How do I get this thing off of? Uh, it's alphabetizing. That's why I'm getting Chaz Batch instead of Locker. You've got to go by rank. Rank. There we go. It's uh, all right. So we're so there we go. All fixed now. So there's some great names on the board here. Running back, we always talk about that. We had a great time, by the way, Fabiano, didn't we? You and me and uh, Jason Smith and oh, all those uh, future Hall of fame or, uh, or uh, current Hall of Famers and mm-hmm. some future Hall of Famers over in New York City in Manhattan. We went out there and we did uh, NFL Fantasy Draft Week, mm-hmm. and it was a glorious time. We kibitzed with the likes of Commissioner Goodell. Yep. And was that the was that a lifetime highlight? The number where does it rank in in <laughs> Fabiano's many years on the Big Blue Marble? Where does it rank for you that Commissioner Goodell said? Hey, Michael, I was just talking to your family. The Fabianos, they're all fantasy people. How big was that for you?
2: It was great. It was absolutely great. I think that was definitely the highlight of the week, plus the fact that we got to interact with all the fans and we see how excited people are about fantasy football and the National Football League. And remember, you guys know this. We've been playing fantasy football and fantasy sports in general since we were looking up the box scores on USA Today and writing all the stats down on pen and paper. And to see where it's gone and where, it's, where it is now, to me, it's just unbelievable, and uh, that event is is the first of many, I think, that you're going to see in uh, in NFL fantasy. It Live. was
3: remarkable out there, and by the way, Fabiano, it's your pick because I just made. Uh, Who did you take? I just picked. Well, well you so have
2: you have back to back. You've got two. You got ten seconds here.
3: Well, wait a second. I've, I've got him. I've got him. Wait a second. I, there we go. Santonio San Holmes. Okay. Welcome to the ball club. And you're up again. A pumpernickel pretzel for him. Darius Hayward. Bay. Oh, how about that? Look at the depth. Now at wide now, receiver, the cool cats are looking strong. Here comes Fabiano. I'm up now. here
2: and I'm going to take the Raider receiver that I prefer. Darius Moore. I don't
3: like that. That's my know I know. It's a, I, well, listen, it's a flip of a coin and I don't love Carson Palmer throwing the ball. So that's a problem He's for a either terrible guy. Terrible
2: in the preseason.
3: But I, you know, listen, Darius Hayward Bay, I'm a fantasy snob. Give me pedigree. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the late, great Al Davis reached um, on Hayward Bay. As early as he did in the first round a few years back, but listen, this is the guy that looked terrific. He gets nicked up here and there and did uh, did last year. But when he was right last year, he was their number one. He's better than Denarius Moore, I say. He's a look, But you know what? They're they're all just burners on that team. That's what that's what sure. he has in Jacoby. It's like one one A. Yeah. yeah.
2: The, the problem with Moore is that he's sliding down draft boards because he hasn't played all preseason. He's been hurt and he's had injury issues in the past, uh, especially with the hamstrings. So. But, again, he's my fifth receiver. I'll take a chance on him. That's I hear what you, sleepers but we, are all but, about at this point
3: in the draft. All right, but this is an important distinction to make sure we're for everybody that we're uh, mm-hmm. talking to. You're saying that if it comes down to it, you go more yes. over Hayward Yep. All right, I disagree, but it is. Alfred Morris just got drafted
2: rank, and you didn't have your hands in the air. Shannon Hannigans. You know, it would have been something for
1: our league to just say no and not draft a Redskins running back. And if you're not <laughs> familiar with with the hashtag that's sweeping the fantasy world. It is Shanahanigans. And what that refers to is Michael Shanahan's uh, unique ability to ruin your fantasy roster by giving misinformation. <laughs> he acts like we're the enemy. That's the big problem. I mean, it's one thing if Bill Belichick wants to play things close to the best and doesn't want to tip off some of his fellow coaches. But Shanahan does it to us by going, oh, no, yeah, Tim Hightower, he'll play. Yeah, he's in. He's good. He'll tell somebody. And then, boom, here comes the game. Oh, Roy Hallou's back there. Wonderful! My team is screwed for the week. So that's that's a brief synopsis of Shannon Hannigan's. I say that fantasy enthusiasts, we take a stand. We don't draft Redskins running backs. I would say no Redskins altogether. But I understand if you're enthralled with RG three or how David is with uh, Fred Davis. Understandable, but at least with the running backs. Don't draft one. And I'm up right now, so I'm I'm sitting here. I'm Isaac go. Redman
3: is sitting there, he's, you know. This he, is a guy who is obviously the offensive line for the Steelers is not going to be what they had hoped it would be a couple of weeks ago with the injuries and the uh, Mike Adams not exactly showing up so far. The rookie out of Ohio State, that being said, you know they're going to run the ball and at number and in round 12, he's the feature back in that offense. Not Do you think? think
2: so? Do you think featured back? I mean, I think with Chris Dwyer Rainey and Rainey forget
3: forget Dwyer. Everybody's jazzed about Dwyer. I know Jason Smith, uh, our colleague, is is hip on him, but no, it's going to be Isaac Redman. But Chris Rainey, the third down back, they in, imagine him being. They want to use him like a Darren Sproles type, sure. and he's been terrific in the right, preseason. Right. But let's keep in mind, he's not going to be out on the, the field. The thing on that first worries down. me
2: is that is Redman hundred percent? I read somewhere, Pittsburgh uh, Tribune Review that he has a hip injury he's going to be he, It's true, but he ran good season. and hard. But then when Mendenhall comes back beginning of October,
3: full-blown committee, let's, Mendenhall takes the job over. Let's wait and see about that. Let's, uh, let's the, ease that's up. That's
2: why Redmond fell down a little bit.
3: It's a. I, I agree with you, but it's a January – I hear what you're saying, but it's a January knee injury. Is this? I know how – far they've come with uh, repairing those knees and getting guys back out there. But are we hey, that is, far along that that, that, that this guy's going to be ready to run in October with as many options as they have out there? I bet you that Mendenhall's a guy who barely touches the field before Has a kicker come off the board yet? No. God, and, I hope not. And that would be a ridiculous pick C-S. under any circumstances. Oh, uh, this is a... Did you is do a it? We didn't didn't have do not do right did you? We don't have money on this league it's not like... You're doppelganger. Well, we wouldn't have money on any of these leagues. No, we, we're allowed. Who? Us? Who? Us. Americans? Americans? Is <laughs> that right? All right, I didn't realize that. Man, do I want to go? So, Fabiano, I want to review something very quickly. Mm-hmm. I know we're twenty minutes in, so, um, but I do want to, I do want to kibitz about this quickly. Mm-hmm. The philosophical issue. Anybody who's looked at uh, your work. This summer knows where you come down on this. But clarify, you say, even though I say go Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, if you have the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you have the second pick, I also say Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. All they're going to do is throw the ball, those two teams. You say go Arian Foster, number one. Explain yourself.
2: It's because of the depth of the quarterback position and the utter lack of reliable running backs in the league, featured running backs in the league. Right now, I'll give you the three names, Arian Foster, LaShawn McCoy, Ray Rice. After that, every single running back in the whole league has a question mark, whether he's coming off an injury, whether he's got a backfield committee, uh, that he's going to be losing carries. Matt Forte is going to be losing some vulture touchdowns there in the red zone to Michael Bush. Darren McFadden, I love him, but he's injury prone. Ryan Matthews, I love him, but... Obviously, he's injury-prone. Trent Richardson's coming off of two knee scopes. Uh, The list goes on and on. DeMarco Murray, I love his upside, but he's been injured last year and during his college days. So, I mean, I I got Chris Johnson in the first round, and I still got Tony Romo in in round four. You're not going to be able to get a caliber running back of a Chris Johnson in the fourth round, whereas I got one of my top six fantasy quarterbacks in round four, in Romo, no, Romo is not as good as Aaron Rodgers, no doubt about it. But you're not going to get a running back in round four as good as I'm going to get in
3: round one. Well, and- but here's my counter to that. Here's mm-hmm. the counter to that. I in, in, At a position where almost it seems as though almost everybody is going to have to sit down at some point because of injury. You know, mm-hmm. QBs are very protected these days. So they while they do get hurt, and yes, we can point out some examples of guys that, uh, that sat down last year. Aaron Rodgers, of course, two years ago in the Super Bowl year, was get, got bonked on the head, and it was starting to be an issue. Remember that. we That seems long ago that Aaron Rodgers, though, was that was the talk. I wonder if he can stay healthy. This guy's running around too much. Right. But all right, so that's the quarterback position. Running backs are all having to sit down. I just took Darren McFadden, who potentially I get him in the first round. McFadden has a, a very good likelihood of being the top scorer if he stays on the field. Here comes Fabiano now with his 13th pick. What if-
2: uh, one of Adams' favorite players. Red Dalton? Yeah. Oh, Isn't, I, I don't know. I, could, I, I was I going to. Well, no, I can't take Palmer because he's got the same bye week as Romo. So that's oh, not don't help worry me. about that.
3: All right. So now it's going to help it. me. It By now the way, goes to uh, go it's a damage extra.
1: I did want to say because I got Peyton Manning in the seventh round. I didn't love this pick. I've started to turn on him a little bit because he looked so good against the 49ers last weekend. I feel a little bit more comfortable, but if you're going to be in the same position as me, and I was kind of forced into taking Peyton Manning, which is fine, but a couple of rounds later, I got Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler might have more points than Peyton Manning, and I'm saying even with both of them being healthy and everything, because Jay Cutler is poised for a big year. So if you're locked into a position like that, make sure you get a quality backup. I had him, I had Roethlisberger, and I had Matt Ryan in the queue, and I think somebody took Matt Ryan as a number one but Roethlisberger went off the board, and I ended up with Jay Cutler, which, to me, yeah, that's a good pick right there. Absolutely. If, if Jay Cutler was the, the starting quarterback of this team, I would feel fine, which, of course, includes LaShawn McCoy, Trent Richardson, who went in the fourth round, A.J. Green, Roddy White, Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. Stevie Johnson. I got the two Lions running backs. That's a good team. Greg, Lo- Greg Little, I should say, Cutler, Kendall Wright, taking some flyers, Kendall Wright, Austin
3: Collie, assuming he can be healthy. Boy, the bargains are a plenty out there. Look at this. I'm going to go. I'm going to take a flyer. I just went with John Baldwin, who I cannot say it enough. Well, first of all, here I'm taking Michael Crabtree as another uh, uh, another guy. There you go. Yeah, Michael Crabtree in the 14th round isn't bad. But John Baldwin in the 13th, I can't say it enough. Hear me now, believe me later. John Baldwin is going to be a monster this year. I that is a steal. He should not be on the board. I understand why he is. He didn't do much in his rookie season, but he is a classic mulligan guy. He breaks his hand. He seems like a, a modern day, um, you know, Randy Moss, Chad Johnson, To type. Yes, he's mm-hmm. naughty, but that's uh, that is not uncommon at the receiver. So, Dave, position. your
2: last two picks Huge. in uh, in very intelligent fashion her in a defense. That's what you got to do. Kicker in a defense. I just took the Lions defense as my number one. Uh, Here comes the defense. Did you do the same thing, Ranker? You did the same thing? Nah, my pick in the uh, 14th. Why is it only 15 rounds?
1: Why is it only 15 I rounds? I feel we
2: need a 16th round for that emergency. You can't go in and do that now, but we're going to finish a 10-team, 15-round draft in under... Fifty minutes—that's pretty good.
3: Can I tell you that's something, by good. the way? I, the name that's sitting on the board that was uh, that was appealing to me. There, I went Michael Crabtree instead. But the guy who was just sitting there was Laurent Robinson. Mm-hmm. And Fabiano—I'll tell you—that is one of the takeaways from uh, our week in New York last week. How about this? Want to hear some name dropping there, Rank? Sure. Fabiano and I are walking into the hotel. Uh, we we went out for a delicious Italian feast. Oh, oh, we, oh we made ourselves so good. sick. We made no, no. car months. We made ourselves sick on food. We we <laughs> ate so much, and we're, we 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 roll ourselves back to the hotel. And who do we bump into at the front door? One Fred Taylor, who oh, is uh, now yeah. You knew him as the Jacksonville Jaguars great running back, but he has been transformed now. He is no longer an NFL football player. He is now a hardcore fantasy player. bass congratulations! You got he him. Is, he is now a hardcore fantasy football player is Fred Taylor and he went on and on and on extolling the virtues of Laron Robinson how huge he's going to be this year. This is a guy who is close to the Jag situation. He said that yes, Justin Blackman is a is a good and talented kid and he thinks he's going to do good stuff, but he is very hip on Leron Robinson and what he's going to do this year. And then that was... Uh, Why can't I draft him? Michael Michael uh, Irvin doubled down on that and said that he also oh. thinks Leron Robinson's going to be good. So some people who know what they're talking about say that Robinson's going to go Maybe over there. I Fabiano disagrees. Maybe right? I don't
2: know what I'm talking about then, but I don't I don't believe in Leron Robinson at all. I don't either. I'm with you. Prior to Tony Romo and the Cowboys, they were awful. And... He didn't bring Tony Romo to Jacksonville with him. It's still Blaine Gabbert. I think Justin Blackman's the number one receiver there. I just – Robinson's worth a late-round flyer, but I don't know that he scores half of the touchdowns he did last year. If he had 11 last year, maybe he has five this year, and maybe that's good. I just – I'm not a fan. I don't want to draft him.
3: Well, we're now into that phase, and this is the only way. I You know, listen, everybody does it um or everybody's draft has one guy who does this which is goes way out on a limb and picks a defense midway through the draft this is mm-hmm. not a good idea this is no. this is the move of a homer you know if you're fabiano's a cowboys fan and when, you know sometimes when the cowboys come off the board people say oh you just stole that guy from fabiato i i think i speak for him when i say that's that's cool if you want to reach yeah. in the 10th round on a guy on, on a defense then uh, have at it I, I i don't care if i get uh, my favorite team i didn't just, even draft a defense
2: yeah you, is that true yeah you're just going to well, cut somebody the, yeah right, so you didn't draft a defense or a kicker your last pick has to be a defense or a kicker and then you're going to have to pick somebody up once the once the uh the, the game's fine with me because there's still you know there's injuries Dave, you're on autopilot make sure you take it off there Dave. how did that happen now i think what happens is if you get inside of that five second clock up oh at the top, i was
3: busy flapping my gums there. it all right. will it will put you on autopilot there you go all right i am going to take you're you not, know listen how bad a how bad a pick is uh is garrett hartley gonna be i know he's had his troubles
2: well i'm i don't know if uh, i'm looking at dan bailey maybe that's me being a cowboy oh, did that homer. just pick but i can be a oh. cowboy's homer if it's a kicker right who cares
3: here we go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they're listen. What do you think? That team's not going to score a ton of points. That's, yeah. uh, that's hey, I got him.
2: Dan Bailey, welcome to right. the well, welcome to the Italian Stallions.
3: And now, see, it's nice. You have one guy. Now I get uh, Garrett Hartley is who I should take go. there. There is my draft. I go. Oh, this, listen, the Fabiano has a, a nice ball club there, but Damashek has Cam Newton. Can't let's talk about Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? In 2012, the old school thinking is sophomore slump, obviously. It's surprising almost that the numbers bear that out, but the defenses have a summer to review his entire season on tape. Typically that means that there's a bounce, uh, that, that, uh, that that depresses his numbers. I still say though he's six foot six. We saw him in at the Super Bowl. He's a six foot six, two hundred and sixty five pound monster. He is still the best option at the goal line. He may not get fourteen rushing touchdowns. In fact, I I think it's safe to say he won't. But I still think eight or nine plus him slinging the ball and throwing fewer interceptions. Presumably, he's going to be in the top five QB options. It's hard right? for
2: me to say that he's going to be a complete bust, uh a la Michael Vick last year. Compared to what he did the previous right. season, do we? Do I think he's going 14 touchdowns? No, I think he could score seven or eight, and that's still solid for a quarterback. I mean, Mac- Michael Vick had nine when he had that giant year uh, back in 2010. So, Cam is a guy to me who's got the big arm. He's got all the tools. Hopefully, Brandon LaFell will develop a little bit. He'll continue well, to have that question. rapport with Greg Olson and. I still think he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy football. Because All right, well, let's set. rank them,
3: though. Let's rank them. You go Rodgers 1, Brady 2, right. Breeze 3, yep. Stafford 4, right. and then you go yes. Newton, right? then Cam. So that's about right. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's about right. I could see Newton getting – I mean, I could see Romo jumping past him possibly, but is there anybody else? Is there another name out there that you see maybe jumping up past Newton this year?
2: Romo is definitely one of them. Uh, Vic could ever stay healthy. Well, right. So, that, so, and what about Matt Ryan?
3: I, you know, what, we've man. been
2: on Matt Ryan. Adam likes Matt. I like Matt Ryan, and we've been talking about him for weeks and weeks and weeks.
3: I don't like him, Rank, and that's the problem. I don't think he's. I wouldn't want him again. Fantasy snobbery. My my what my eyeballs tell me are influencing where whether or not I would take this guy. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't want him as my real QB. Yep. Same thing, I guess, applies for Romo, too. I wouldn't want Matt Ryan to be my QB, the QB of the team I root for, ergo, I don't uh, take him in fantasy. But how can he not be monstrous this year, throwing the ball to Julio Jones and to uh, and to Roddy White? Plus, and Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez as well and Harry Douglas. Um but, you know, also, Jaquiz Rodgers. I think mm-hmm. that this offense is just going to go all in on being a passing mm-hmm. team. Michael Turner, we all talk about, I mean, he. I think he would be the name. He's the personification of a 2012 bust pick, bust candidate this year. Guy's on the wrong side of 30, you know, too many times carrying 300, uh, uh, getting 300 carries in a season. I think they're going to go all in on throwing the ball, throwing the ball, and throwing the ball some more. So he's got to have a big year, yes? Yeah, I would agree with that. Bigger than Eli.
1: Bigger than Eli, yeah. And it goes back, and we talked about this on today's NFL Fantasy Live, about the people having the perception of Matt Ryan of a guy who didn't play well in the playoffs. And you see that game. Against the Giants, and for a lot of people, that's the only game that they see of the Falcons all year because they're not on primetime or national games a lot. So you see one game, and that's your perception of Matt Ryan as that playoff quarterback, but realize that in six of his last seven games, he didn't throw an interception. He was steamrolling at the end of the year during the regular season. big time. And now he's going to play in that three-wide offense. Dirk Cutter is the new offensive coordinator in Atlanta. Their plan is to throw the ball, and Michael Turner is going to be now a running back who— hey, at the end of the game, at the fourth quarter, we're going to have the lead. Let's just pound him into the line and go with it like that. Instead of trying to establish the run early in games, they're going to be like, no, we're going to go to Julio Jones, we're going to go to all these weapons that we have, and he's going to fly up and he's going to have a great season.
3: Yeah. Let me ask you this, Fabiano. Mm -hmm. I look at this, um, I look at the players that are left out there, that that we just completed the 15 rounds, 10 teams, so-called experts, I'm, I'm including myself in this. Um, and the 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 list of free agents that are still out there is insane. Um, I almost feel like you have to have twelve teams now. The, 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 a ten team league, it's too easy. Who who has it? There's I no have, there's no dead weight on anybody's roster right now. I agree now. with you. I definitely
2: like the twelve team league. It's more competitive. Obviously, it's a little bit tougher because you've got more picks that are coming off the board. Um, and in a ten team league, you're going to see guys.
3: Wait, on no waivers dead weight. He's got Ryan may, Matthews. Yeah, that's true.
2: Listen, I'm not worried about Ryan and- Matthews. I am. I am going to put my faith that he's going to be back from that injury in week two, week three, and then he's going to be gangbusters, as Dave would say, throughout the rest of the regular he's season. He's your number three. But remember, no, let he's me tell you, team, it's good- I also have Chris Johnson, Beanie Wells, Donald Brown, and uh, Stephen Ridley. Yes. Yeah, so I'm. I have depth at running back.
3: Thank goodness you
1: worked the waiver wire so well, because you're going to need it.
3: What about then? So, whose backfield situation do you like better? Yours or mine? I go Darren well, McFadden, got MJD, mm-hmm. and uh, now let me uh, get my my full uh, compliment up here so I can uh, I can read them off to you. MJD is uh, is my number two. Mark Ingram is my number three. Mm-hmm. I think we're comparable at the top. I think we're comparable at the top for sure. I'm lo- Listen, here's what I did. I didn't go. I don't have a lot of great options at running back here, but I am. I, I feel loaded at the wide receiver spot. I don't love Welker. That was an auto pick because of the 405 traffic, and I curse it. <laughs> if I lose, I blame the 405 traffic. Blame it, the 405. That's right. It's going to be on the shame report. And by the way, Fabiano, I will be doing a fantasy version of the shame report I this love year. it. I can't wait. So we'll have to focus on that. And... Let me encourage you um, to get out there. Anyone within the sound of my voice who would like to nominate people for the fantasy shame, I want you to upload them this year. We'll include them in the shame report. Upload your. Let's not make them. Let's, I, I don't need a monologue that runs something like uh, like Lear. I don't. I, I don't need. I don't need a Shakespearean um, explanation of why. So just give me a ten to fifteen. seconds. Huh? Use Tout. What's Tout? It's one of those things that the kids use.
1: That you can go up and your your <laughs> message is limited to fifteen seconds. Oh,
3: that would be terrific. Then. Nobody uses Tout. <laughs> that's why Nobody. rank. Is, that's why rank knows all about it's it. It's
1: all. That's what the WWE uses. Is yep. that right? Yep. Tout.
3: All right, we're going to do Twitter. Here's what you do. You upload your video to me. You let me know each week who you want to nominate for the Shame Report, and we will work it into the Shame repro- Report proper. Um, coming up and by the way a programming note the uh, the preseason edition of the shame report um will be um ready for your eyeballs within a matter of days now we'll have that it'll set the table for you and then we'll get into the weekly shame report that's coming up very soon so rank you watched what was that? what what struck your fancy about the fantasy stuff you saw from New York City last week Fabiano and uh, we, we 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 yapped with uh, the commish mm-hmm. yeah What'd you think? Yeah. It looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you were having fun, right? Sure. We're talking to Harrison, Elliot, uh, Matt, money, money. Smith. Yeah. Yapped. You guys held down. the. Oh, Ford no, it was here. great. That was great being back here. You also held down the Ford here at the podcast in studio 66. You did a terrific job. I encourage Thank you it. everybody to go back and listen to, to uh, episode number 86. Good stuff with the around the league boys, Han Zeus and Sessler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was uh, I enjoyed uh, some of your stuff on that. But all right, let's. This is a fantasy podcast today. Let's talk more about some other issues. What do you think, Fabiano, about the the tight end position? Everybody is talking Gronkowski and Graham. First of all, I go Jimmy Graham over Gronkowski if it's a, if, if it's my choice there, only because Jimmy Graham still is their best option. You know, the Mark uh, Marcus Colston, notwithstanding. You know he's going to get a ton of throws from Drew Brees this year, and you don't know what Belichick's going to do. Aaron Hernandez obviously is still there. Plus, they add Brandon Lloyd. Plus, Josh McDaniels comes back. His history suggests that he doesn't use the tight ends as much as uh, Bill O'Brien did. So it all it all to me points to you don't know what's going to be. And Belichick, you assume, is going to expect the defense to to adjust. To taking Gronkowski away, therefore maybe he starts trying – Tom Brady starts trying to hit hit up Brandon Lloyd more on the outside. I just, I, I you don't know that he's going to get the targets that Jimmy Graham is. So I go. So I go Jimmy Graham. But so that's first part of the question. Mm-hmm. But the second part is Fabiano, because it's a copycat league, and because therefore you know. Everybody else in the league is going to probably try and use that very successful strategy that the Patriots did last year, hitting those tight ends over and over again, and you only need one. Is it worth it to burn a second-round pick on either Graham or Gronkowski? I'm a traditionalist,
2: man. I can't do it. Uh, I don't know if I could do it. Maybe at the end of the second round and then I have a pick at the beginning of the third round. I might consider that, but Dave, you got Fred Davis in what round in this draft? Jason Witten was still available in round eight or nine. I know, right. I got Jermichael Finley, I believe it was round six or seven. I mean, those are really good values. And you got Aaron Hernandez at what point in the draft? Fifth round. So there's good values to be had at the position. It, Gronkowski, are we, are we sold on another 17 touchdowns? Hernandez will have more fantasy points than Gronkowski. That's, that, that's possible. I, think, I have Gronkowski ranked ahead of Graham, but literally flip a coin between the two of them. I just, again, and I say it all the time, and Adam hears me say it all the time. Beware the magical season. Gronkowski is never going to have a season like that again. He was unbelievable. He was second among all receivers, including wide receivers, in fantasy points last year, just behind Calvin Johnson. It's not going to happen in back-to-back years. I'm but trying to about, it, like go ahead. Jerry,
1: Jerry Rice in 87, he had, what, 17 touchdowns? And you would think, like, yeah, he's not going to come back and do it,
3: and then the following year he has 22. That's
2: Jerry Rice. I know.
3: <laughs> it's Jerry a, rice, kind of cherry picking to make a point there. You're cherry picking. Now listen, but what about? So your standard is the the logic you're applying here, and I get it. Is it's what we always talk about. I I, I always talk about the fantasy cliff. Where's mm-hmm. the cliff? It doesn't make a difference, really. The, the the debate of like Gronkowski or Graham. That's essentially a coin flip. That that that's based sure. on taste. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can argue that. To me, it's establishing where is there's is there going to be a significant drop off, and and to me, Vernon Davis is going to get pretty close to the numbers of those top know two you guys. I love him. Yeah, I do love Vernon Davis, and you know all they have to do is just look at what they did in the postseason and just keep on doing that. And keep hitting Vernon Davis. He's uncoverable. He is a Jimmy Graham. He's the same athletic type that uh, that Jimmy Graham is, and it's mm-hmm. it, he's limited by the offense that he's in to some degree.
2: Speaking of Vernon Davis, during the 49ers' last preseason game, I was watching the game at home, and all of a sudden, I got a message on my on my phone. Vernon Davis eighty five is now following you on Twitter.
3: Same thing happened to
2: me, and I and said, then he
3: unfollowed me, and then he followed me again. I said, During the game? Yes. Same exact timing on that. What the
2: heck happened there? Like, obviously somebody's running his Twitter or helping him
3: because he shouldn't be tweeting during a game, right? I believe he tweeted, yes. Actually, he tweeted during game. He wasn't just doing follows, although that indicates even more, like to say like, hey, I, was, I had fun out there, but now I got the pads off. But that he's actually combing through the Twitter and saying like, yeah, Fabiano, I want I to see yeah, what his advice me. is. That like.
2: happened with, with Ivan Nova too, the Yankees pitcher who's now on the DL with the rest mm-hmm. of the team. I was watching the Yankees game, and all of a sudden it pops up. Ivan Nova's following you on Twitter. And then he sent me a DM and he asked me to send out a, a tweet because he wanted to pick up more followers. What? Ivan Nova's asking me to help him pick up followers.
3: Kamish uh, give uh, <laughs> anoints him and all of a sudden Fabiano's Jeez. the king of the sports world.
2: Look how fancy he is. Unreal. I couldn't believe that. But that was funny that he did it to you too.
3: Yes. That's. I thought that was very that odd. Yeah, I, th- I noticed the exact same. I, I didn't even put two and two together that I saw. Oh, Vernon Davis is following sure. me. He must have somebody must have told him that uh, the Damashek's singing songs about him all preseason it in be. fantasy terms. It could be, but then I, and I, and then all of a sudden I realized. Wait a second, they're playing yeah, right now. That's right. <laughs> it's the second half, and he's not on the field. But right. that doesn't mean he should he shouldn't be
2: paying attention. He's got a cool picture of himself with uh, President Obama here on his Twitter. That's big time right there.
3: Well, um, I once uh, the, the weirdest one I remember, a college football game. My old man um, and I were on the sidelines for a pit football game. It was 1986, I believe, and it was Jeff George Jeff George had just no he it was Purdue, so it was his it was his what, what did Jeff George do again? He committed to Miami. Mm-hmm. then he backed out then he went to Purdue then went to Illinois then he transferred to Illinois so that's how i think his his uh college career went so it was during the Purdue time and he threw Jeff George through two touchdown passes in the first 4 minutes and then Pitt went on to win the game by mm-hmm. by like uh, they, i think they scored like six straight touchdowns and blew him out but anyway the QB John Kinjemi of Pitt at the time is he's the starting quarterback and this is a real game a game that counts against Purdue not a not a complete joke of a team or anything and my old i turn around my old man's talking to the starting qb john congemi <laughs> about golf wow. about a golf round i went up to him and i said what are you doing man you can't he's the qb <laughs> said, well he's not on the field right now i said yeah i know he's not on the field but he's still playing in the game you can't talk to him about golf shots right now <laughs> Have a have some sense, man. But Kim was engaged with him in talking about like, yeah, you know how number seven dog legs there to the left. Yeah, <laughs> I have to take a six iron in there. Like, did what? He miss what are it?
2: you doing? The game. Hey Dave, you're gonna like uh, your Fred Davis pick even more now. The Redskins released Chris Cooley.
3: Wow! Oh. Breaking news. How about that? Jeez. Yeah, he tweeted it out. Wow, Cooley did. Yeah. What do we think about that? By the way, fellas, the the age of players now trumping. All the reporters, sure. these guys are all shaking the trees, you know, all the names uh, from the NFL and beyond, all the guys that are out there competing with one another to break stories. It's a, it's a huge deal among them to mm-hmm. be able to say, hey, so-and-so reports, you know, uh, you know, Daniel Jeremiah is the first to report blank, you know, that this happened, but the players are beating him to the punch. Do we need the, Do we need this uh, competitor? And, and do we need it, first of all? And secondly... Do you rank as a football fan? Do you need to know that news the second it happens?
1: No, none of that stuff matters to me as much as it matters to Adam Schefter and Jason Lockenfora and those guys about who's breaking what. Because, you know, we're all on the Internet. We're all going to find it eventually. Right. Well, it seems like the
3: Twitter has now, I mean, these guys are doing it themselves.
1: And the people who are listening to this podcast right now are like, yeah, I knew about this three hours ago or I knew about this a day ago when they, they hear it. Does it matter who broke it first?
2: Ultimately, right. oh, Cooley actually said that the Redskins are releasing him in a press conference
3: uh, today, and there's a picture of the press conference on Twitter. Hmm. So, so I guess that injury was pretty bad, and you know he's a little long in the tooth too. Delightful fellow. Though. He was very like
2: good in fantasy for several yeah, years. He was, yeah, he was sort of. All, he was a
3: he was perpetually undervalued. Um, all right, listen now quickly because I had to run in here. It was, I mean, it just makes me crazy. That track, it took me exactly, it took me 91 minutes. That's unacceptable. It's not even, the, it'd be one thing if it was 7.30 a.m. at the heart of rush hour. Right. But I, then I got on the road at 8.47 a.m. and did not get here for 91 minutes. Yeah, that's insane. An outrage. Anywho, let me say this. Uh, now we got to set the table in, in reverse. We'll do this. So we've had our meal. Now let's set the table. Good news for the podcast is this. We have now locked in. Our ambition for the 2012 regular season is to kibitz with a number. We wanted a stable. Black Tie, Rank, and me. Got up. We put our heads together, and we said, mm-hmm. how shall we handle the season? Should we try to get, you know, do we want a, a steady flow of players coming in here? You know, new guys. Should we always be chasing the, the newsmaker of the week? And we said, no, we don't want that. We like familiarity. We like to be pals. You know, mm-hmm. we like to get to know and hear what's really going on with these guys. And if you're only meeting them for the first time, you know, then you have to it's, you have to be more polite. The more you get to know these guys, the more the the more pleasant our conversations will be. So, we said instead, let us get a, a, a handful of them. You know, like a. A uh, a half dozen or so guys, and so so far, here's who we have added to the roster for for the uh, for the Dave Damashek football program in 2012. Brandon Lloyd, wide receiver of the New England Patriots. Awesome. We had him in here in the spring, mm-hmm. and we fell very much in love with him, didn't we, Rank? Absolutely, great guy. He was fun. He was funny. He was insightful. He pulled no punches. All the things we like. Fashionable? He was fashionable too. Yes. Well, Rank isn't necessarily somebody who cares about fashion, but... What? <laughs> How would you figure? Well, I mean, you don't... Well, usually it's... Uh, you fas- dress, you fashion's d- one of those what things... What are you talking about?
1: You dress like you go- you're going to a Katie Lang concert. <laughs>
3: I don't. I don't even know how to take that. That, but I, it does hurt my feelings. But, but I, yeah. <laughs> just, look at a mirror once in a while. Do you know? It's a, fashion is one of those things. Do as do as I do, not as I say. Right? Isn't it sort of you, you show what you have? It's, right. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Well, you're, speaking of, you're wearing uh, a golf shirt. Yeah. And you're not going out to play golf. Am I not? I it, don't know. It's the Larry not David episode
2: of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's a golf outfit.
3: Yeah right. Yeah right. That's exactly right. It's from Curb who Your says Enthusiasm. I'm not
2: golfing? I'm out of here at two o'clock today.
3: Nice. Right. If you hit the links, then it's retracted. But uh, I'll I- tweet
2: you a picture from the links. All right. Do Speaking so. of fashion, you know who I sat next to today in the makeup room? Who's that? Aaron Andrews. Really? Oh. Ooh. La and La as Dave Damischer. Dave's say. got
1: some uh, competition here in the hum- humble brag department. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I didn't
2: say I got her number, I just sat uh, next to her. So she's, we're, uh, we're going to be talking to Brandon nice.
3: Lloyd and and oh and by the way the other thing is we we we've li- we decided let's not just roll them through <laughs> here. We already have guys to talk football. We have me and Rankin here to talk football right. and we bring handsome Hank and the around the league guys in and so on. We don't need just people to talk football, which we obviously will do. But we also want him to have a specialty. Earn your keep, Lloyd. You know, in other words, have we decided what his specialty is going to be? He does do music. That's what I thought. He's our music artist. So at the very least, each week, he'll have to give us a suggestion, whether it's a song or a record or something We should have to
1: put him through, like, some sort of um, vetting process.
3: I think we did when he visited us the first time. Did we
1: ask him? I think anybody who's going to do music, you just sit him down and you go, okay, Tupac or Biggie? And I think that's very telling which side of the fence you fall on.
3: Mhm. All right. Well so, well we can do that. Why don't we give him that quiz? But he's already kind of got the gig. But okay. but okay, so we have Brandon Lee. Well Luitz. it's
1: always it's always uh what do they call probationary. There's a probationary period, so That's true.
3: That's true. Yeah, so he better bring it another way. Yeah, ways. he yeah. better be
1: good, you know. He'd, he had his he, preseason he, he, with yeah. us
3: a few months ago, and now when he when we he shows up it, it counts. Now, the next guy, Lamar Woodley of the Pittsburgh Steelers, linebacking great. He was a, he was a lot of fun when we cut when we uh, had him in uh, three or four weeks ago. What's his specialty, Black Tie? Do we know yet? He is a sports
4: counselor. Oh,
3: that's, that's right. right. What am I thinking? Yes, he's he's actually when we were talking to him, he was uh, he was in the midst of finishing his paper, his term paper at the University of Michigan. He's going to get a PhD in sports counseling. Who better? Listen, there are a lot of issues going on. Chris Cooley. Vince Young, T.O., these guys all are getting kicked to the curb. These are longtime vets. Yeah. They must have some emotional troubles. Who better than to talk them down than, uh, than Lamar <laughs> Woodley, right? Perfect. Hey, your team has lost back-to-back weeks by five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Wow, your self-esteem must be low. Sounds like a call for, uh, for Mr. Woodley here, right? <laughs> Tom, what, what do we say to this team? You know. Yes. All right, so we have Lamar Woodley. Then we have Sean Phillips. Another defensive great from the San Diego Chargers. Oh, a little West Coast representation. I know. Me. So that's a great trio we have in place. As you may Do we have... have a
4: niche for him just yet?
3: is he a foodie? No.
4: Because we could. That's have... right.
3: He's a food guy. That's right. So he'll. we'll, we'll talk about he food. He also
4: just tweeted Chloe Kardashian and said, what's up, Ma? So maybe he's into reality TV. Ooh.
3: Yeah, you know what? If I he's had... a dual threat,
1: I say welcome. He follows Chloe uh, because I was supposed to talk to him uh, about a week ago. He's follow and I, you know, I like to go and it helps you. I guess this is part of the vetting process. Go look at who people are following because it's very telling. And he follows Chloe. He follows the brother. He follows Courtney. He doesn't follow Kim, which I thought was very odd.
3: <laughs> I like that. No, that's that's a clever move. Yeah, that's, you know that's a good. You know, obviously I'm not uh, I'm not much. I'm I, I'm no one to dispense tips on the ladies. But I will do it anyway, right here and now. <laughs> That's a great move. It's if, if the one you want it let's uh, I'm not saying Sean Phillips wants Kim, but I think she's generally regarded as the one you would want if you mm-hmm. had to take one of the of the sisters. What you do is you go after the other two. You see, wait, wait, what's wrong with me, Sean? Kim mm-hmm. is thinking, why are you chasing your your friends with my two sisters and my brother, but not me? I don't understand. You, you see savvy head game. Mm-hmm. Head game. Nicely done, Sean Phillips. We'll bring this up to him when we talk to him. So, all right. So, three roster spots now filled for the Dave Damashek football program and at least three more to come and uh, some good names are being worked on. Now, Black Tie, again.
4: I was wh- working on, trying to work on Russell Wilson, but um, let's just say we're going to have him on a podcast, but it's not going to be ours.
3: We're going to have him on a podcast. On the, yes. We sorry. can't even talk to him now? I don't know. I don't want him now. You wow. know what? Now I don't want him. Period. Retract it. Retract tr- the offer. Yeah. He's now all of a sudden he's big time. Well, I'm a sturdy quarterback now. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to participate. You know what? On yeah, that. we were there with you before you, know you became now, a star. I'm trying to think that the St- No, the Steelers don't play them because I. The, or the, I wonder if the Chargers do. I might have to see if Sean Phillips or Lamar Woodley can de- deliver a message for us. No, no, if you no. You know no, what no. I'm that, talking that's about? That's a bad idea.
1: I will be running the show for a year then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also retracted. Now, Black Tie, <laughs> we haven't seen you in a week because, of course, anybody who works in, uh, in the NFL, the perfect time to take a vacation is right now with, the, with this being the busiest time of the oh, year. Yeah. Who takes a vacation? Who do you know that allows you to take a vacation? What hey. strings did you have to pull?
4: It's family. I had to be there for family. It was my mom's birthday, so does she. I didn't be there.
3: Do they not know where you work?
4: She does, but hey. And where does your hey. mom live? She lives between back and forth between Atlanta and Nigeria. So where'd you go? We went to Cancun. To Cancun, pretty, pretty this is- delightful. You would have liked it. Yeah, I bet I would have liked Cancun. <laughs> yeah. I bet I would have enjoyed He's that He's in Cancun. You guys
1: are in New York playing. Grab behind. And here I was running the podcast with blue
3: tie like a sucker. You did a great job with blue tie. What about the the, uh, emerging following now for uh, fire for at fire black tie (laughs) on Twitter?
4: Black 32. We're up to 32. When I left, there was two.
1: Is it disappointing? Now, we've all established uh, that you're the one who set this up trying to generate some sort of buzz. Are you upset that there's only 32? That people are so indifferent, they're like, "Meh, nah, I can't even bother to follow this."
4: Rank, we all get, know you. We, we all know you to started bar. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice try.
3: You know what, Rank? I've I've had an idea here. Um, blue tie, you know, becoming a fan favorite. Well, the only female producer in the history of the Dave Damashek football program. There's also I Wilk why tie she's becoming
4: a fan favorite.
3: Well, listen, whatever happens, what hat, we, you know, what the, show, the reasons what, are the reasons.
4: What, what, what that showed me is that we need more female listeners. We, we, don't? Don't. we don't? I don't know. No, no, no.
1: What,
3: we have what does, plenty of female
4: listeners. We have a lot of female listeners.
3: How Very. do you think they got in here? Sarah, Sarah who
4: else? Sarah Peters?
3: Karen? She's a
4: listener? Yeah, two.
3: Every time I look in a mirror, I'm reminded why we have so many female uh, female listeners. That's not what we need. What, she's, what, what, uh, what Blue Tie is bringing in is a new audience for us. There's also Wilk Tie. There's also Tie-Dye. And then there's necktie. There are a lot of producers. I think we need to have a, a, some sort of Tie Games. What do you think? Tie Games, yeah. We yeah, we've got to have the Tie Games. We'll, we'll take them out and have a little decathlon. Maybe we'll decide it with physical deed. You know, no,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Maybe we'll have a competition of all sorts. Battle anyway, of the Thai stars. Yeah, that could be good. All right. That's something that we'll worry about. That seems more like an offseason event and in the, in the uh, regular season is nigh. Fabiano, yes, what do you want to say? Give us to me. I, I, I hear everybody when people talk about fantasy football, when you hear people on the radio talking about this and that, the question is, who do you got in the first round? Then I guess I get that. But to me, what we really want, is the sleeper. What we want is deep. Everybody knows the names. Rodgers, Brady, Rice, McCoy, and so on. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody. I told you. I gave you Locker. I gave you John Baldwin. And by the way, yeah. Damashek gave you Reggie Bush last year when nobody else would uh, would touch him. I gave you um, I th- oh, DeMarco Murray. I was singing songs about him in the preseason. And I told you, maybe my gold star pick of last year was, I said, Get rid of Peyton Manning. If he plays at all, it won't be until the end of the season. And that has no value to you as a fantasy Mm -hmm. owner. Pick up Tim Tebow because he's going to get his shot. They are going to have to see what he's got and either make him their starter or part ways with him. But when he's out on the field, you know he's going to be a productive fantasy option. Mm
1: -hmm. Look what happened. And then? And then what? that's and the end then, of the, and then you told
3: everybody to drop tim Tebow because right yes. when he started you and then, then he took a bandwagon you jumped off why? too early why because uh, because it can he was going to score too many fantasy points no because i'm a fantasy snob and my eyeballs don't like him and i don't wouldn't want him to be my starting quarterback <laughs> i gave you the tip that is unlike your fashion fantasy football do as i say not as i do i told you he was a good fantasy option Personally, because I wouldn't want him as my real QB. I don't want him on my team. That's the way I operate.
1: I understand, because that's why when I did my first fantasy team, I would not pick Dieter Brock. I oh, said there's oh, no way. He
3: did it. He there's did no it. way
1: I'm picking this guy because I was so upset.
3: So good at the Dieter Brock references. Well, listen, you're, you're, you're good at that at least, right? i got to give you that. <laughs> i
2: got to have something. He has the only Dieter Brock jersey in Los Angeles, right? You yep. got that. Oh, I own it.
3: I know you do. I'm and giving, I'm still.
2: I'm trying to get reimbursed for it, too.
3: <laughs> I say, so I gave you those guys, sure. and I'll, I'll give you a... I'm trying to think of, do I have some other gem out there? Locker, I like Jared Cook a lot, a guy mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't picking in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Those are my sleepers, but more importantly, Fabiano, your sleepers. Well, I'm on board with you on Locker. Uh, absolutely love his website. Yes. Fabiano and I are in lockstep on that one.
2: Doug Martin, I don't know that you call him sleeper now. People are starting to catch up on him, yes. but Doug Martin's a guy that I really like. He's already won the... Job in Tampa Bay. Steven Ridley looked really good in the last preseason game. I think Shane Vereen is going to be the number two there. Ridley could be the guy. Yeah, uh, and they he'll don't see run goal the goal line. I know, but we're talking sleepers. We're talking guys that you can maybe utilize as a flex option or someone that maybe you can use as a two.
3: I hear you, but Breakouts let me just say guys Aaron Hernandez is one of the ones Aaron Hernandez, though, he's, we saw it in the playoffs. He's taking handoffs at the uh, goal line. That's a, yeah, they're uh, too screwy. I don't like that.
2: Mikel LaShore, I really like because of what's going on in that yes. backfield. love job that. At Thank you. Kevin Smith can't stay healthy. I think you have to call Rashad Jennings a sleeper right now. Mike uh, Malarkey's already named him the number one running back for week one. Who knows when Morris juice coming back, so you got to utilize him. What about Alfred Morris? Nope. I'm kidding. Shanahan. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was, I was uh, making sure you were paying attention, Rick. At wide receiver, we can't call Decker a sleeper anymore, can we? Everyone is nah. all over this guy. You're but welcome. I think he is going to put up very good numbers. If you want another sleeper, a guy that I drafted, I still like Denarius more. Robert Meachin's finally going to have a chance to be a number one guy, and the Chargers don't have anyone else outside of Gates and Floyd, so he could be someone you take a little Floyd. bit later. Quickly,
3: let me ask you this one mm-hmm. Antonio Gates, do you think he is a top five tight end yes, this year? no doubt. You do.
2: Yep. Even when he's been 32. Injured, I know but he shed all that weight and he says that he's healthier than he's been in years. The foot seems to be Yeah, a but thing he shed the, the
3: weight by by having his foot amputated. That's where <laughs> the weight loss <laughs> well, comes from. I tell huh.
2: you I tell you one thing. Antonio Gates, if you look at the numbers he's posted when he's played the last few years, they've been very good. Okay. And again, he's the top option in San Diego, so I'd take Gates somewhere around round 5 round 6 as my number 1. I think he's going to have a good season. I think he's a gamble.
3: He you know, he No, he, he's, he's absolutely
2: a, a gamble. I know he sure. was heavy
3: set the last couple of years, but he also it's the foot and everything. He's mm-hmm. he's just one of those guys who's perpetual. a couple injured. of
2: other sleepers too.
3: I Continue, like right? I like
2: your uh, I like your Jared Cook pick. I like Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota. They don't have a lot. He went there.
3: undrafted in this,
2: right? Ten team league. That's that's why, as it should be. Is I... Jacob Tamme not a sleeper? He's sort of a sleeper slash kind of breakout candidate. So you know how I am with all these fantasy football definitions. Yeah, so. but we're uh, we're
1: inside. You know, we, we do a little TV show that people watch called NFL Fantasy sure. Live. So we, I think sometimes that we miss the obvious for a lot of people who aren't. You know what? Not everybody's sitting there on Sunday afternoon watching Eric Decker catch mm-hmm. two touchdown passes from Peyton Manning. Right. Eric Decker goes into the fourth round. Also, names that are hot now, in our league and in our draft, Julio Jones went 13th overall. Mm-hmm. He's flying up the draft boards. Yep. Keep an eye on him if you're doing I like A.J. Green yep. for the Love record. Him, I, like him. A couple I, of I like him a hair back. Sleepers. Better. Me too.
2: Adam drafted Greg Little. I like yeah. that sleeper. Yes. Titus Young in Detroit is another guy Love, that people can been, been loving uh, him for a long can time. Can grab yeah. somewhere in the middle to late rounds. So there, there's some definite <laughs> options out there.
3: Last thing, then Fabiano, mm-hmm. because it is a quarterback league. So let's uh, so let's finish it up with that hard and fast. Let's go through. Let's say it's a 12 team league. Let's count them down. Rodgers one, Brady two, mm-hmm. Breeze three. I avoid Breeze. I don't. You know who knows what's going to be with that team. So if if I if I can help it, I, I'm not going to take Breeze. But if
1: they're if they're bad, it's better. If if the Saints are bad, it's better for fantasy football. I know,
3: and I know. I just said that Mark Ingram, I think, is going to get a lot of touches. But that that he's my number three running back. If you're building your team. And your first round pick is Drew Brees. I'm going to have an uneasy feeling. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. excited about that, in spite of his individual numbers. I, you know, who knows with that? They don't have a head coach. Um, <laughs> so number four. Mm-hmm. Then we go Stafford. We agree on that that they're yep. going to have to sling it a ton. Cam is five. Cam is five. Then you go Romo six. Six, right? And mm. then and then so let's go from there. What do we what do we we think?
2: There, there's a lot of interchangeable sort of quarterbacks at that point. Michael Vick uh, at number seven. He could be top five. Mm. It's about staying healthy. He's risk-worthy. I'd rather, have, so the, so I'd rather the le- have Peyton Manning.
3: You would. Well, but Michael but, Michael. but what we learned, is, and then you could go Eli there. You could go Phil Rivers. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot Matt Ryan. So when you talk about those guys, what is clear, there's your fantasy Cliff is Romo. Or is your Cliff Cam Newton, or is your Cliff Stafford? You know four names, and then there's a drop-off. I think the elite three are Rodgers, Brady, and Breeze. Those
2: are the elite three. Stafford and Newton, yes, they were fantastic last year. Let's see them do it again. But I think they're right. 1A in terms of So that's of a tier. step down
3: there. There's one cliff so there. Stafford,
2: Newton, and Roma. I think, uh, and I'm not being a Cowboys homer, Roma's a good fantasy quarterback. I no agree. If no one gives him any
3: attention in fantasy, then they
2: kill him because he doesn't win playoff games. But
3: that's not fantasy. But miles Austin hasn't played Jason Witten hasn't played des Bryant is being treated as though he's uh, a seven-year-old maybe that's
2: a good thing let him <laughs> just play football and then uh I get he's it but all right. I,
3: uh, but so I hear you on Romo but then you have so so are, and are you are you putting both the mannings in that se- yes. in that third tier I am I, I so I, after I, Romo's a second cliff
2: and it all depends on what kind of fantasy owner you are right so if you like to take risks Dave then I think Vic is your seventh guy. If you would rather go with pure upside, it's Matt Ryan because he's got more upside than anybody in that tier. Matt Manning's already been a guy who's been an elite fantasy quarterback for years. Eli almost had five thousand yards last year. I think that's his ceiling. Uh, and Philip Rivers in the past has been huge, has had great ga- uh, great seasons. Last year was hopefully an anomaly for fantasy owners with those twenty interceptions. But Ryan has the biggest upside in that top ten.
3: Um. So then, all right. So then there's the group after that. Roethlisberger mm-hmm. is that the start of yes. the the next level? There? And I think
2: Roethlisberger is real close to Eli and Peyton.
3: But and, yes, and then we go, and then and so, and then are we now? Get you know, here is one other name who's not going to be anybody's first uh, first QB, or at least I hope not. But a guy who has a chance to have a really big year, Matt Castle. The KC Chiefs are going to win that division, I tell you. Oh yeah, and I keep that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna what? Okay, we're
1: we're rolling out our predictions on nfl.com i know our experts picks right friday we're going to we're going to unveil our division winners and super bowl we're gonna winners we're going
3: to do another think, podcast on uh on thursday this so week we should do so. it then okay so we'll talk about it then but yeah i think the chiefs are going to be good L- again first of all the offensive line uh, is going to protect him that is the factor we've talked to so many players about that that have that have validated my opinion on that the greatest um, factor for success as a quarterback in the NFL is being kept upright, more important than the guys you have catching the passes, more than the guy who's carrying the ball behind you. The guy, if you have an extra half second as the quarterback, it makes all the difference. That line should be good. And then obviously they have a modern day work done and Mike Allstott now behind him in, in Hillis and Charles. And they have John Baldwin and Dwayne Bow and Tony Moyaki and Steve Breston and Dexter McCluster. How can he not have a big season, Matt Castle? That being said, he's a second tier QB, but I like him. I like I, I like Jake Locker. I like RG three. I do too. I think the point is Andrew Luck, he's right up there. I, I right. I think and you know, my people are gonna be hip on uh on um on WrestleMania, but it, I don't think he's a guy you would consider for fantasy right now. But the point is, you're right, Fabiano. I, you know, after all this conversation, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, just because he's so dependable, I I still say that I say one and, and two picks. The first overall pick should be Rodgers and Brady because they're just dependable. You know, they're going to put up numbers, and that's the one. The, the, they're going to be and they're going to be near thirty every week for you in terms of fantasy. But after that, I think running back is the right pick because of the depth we just said there. If you wind up with the 10th-best quarterback who is one of the Mannings or Matt Ryan, then you're not going to be embarrassed. bad No shame shit. in
2: that, absolutely. Yeah, but it, again, but that's why I think – and I think Rodgers is, too. If I'm sitting at number 2 and I lost out on Foster, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I think there's going to be five quarterbacks drafted in a 10- and 12-team league in the first round. But – if I don't get that elite quarterback and I grab a running back in the first round, I am not going to be afraid to wait until round four, round five, round six, or even beyond to get a quarterback. I was in a draft last, last night, 12-team league. Peyton Manning was there in the sixth round, and I grabbed him at the end of the sixth round. I'll take him.
3: All right, we wrap it up as we do every week by honoring the, uh, the player who wore the episode number best. We're on number 87. And, yeah, I don't mind telling you there was a scandal at the end of 86 when rank there was yeah you turned your back on the, the greatest 86 Heinz Ward future yeah. hall of famer surefire hall of famer
1: surefire hall of famer oh he's going to the no. hall of fame well he's probably gone yeah under the finish your thought he doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame he doesn't he,
3: no why not he was a based good receiver based on his numbers he deserves to be in the hall, hall of in of very
1: fame. good all right well can you tell the story of the nfl without Heinz Ward no absolutely
3: you mean a Super Bowl MVP? Can so you tell every, the story? Is Chuck Cowley in the Hall of Fame? Well, Listen, you're. you're well, t- he was
1: a Super Bowl MVP of a losing team. For crying out loud! You know what? Then the no, you can't.
3: Can you tell the story? Timmy Smith. Can you tell the story of the NFL? I guess not of NFL history without Timmy you probably Smith. Can. No, you can't. He's a, if he's the all. You, Hines Ward is the of his era at least the greatest blocker for whatever that's oh. worth. And he is the iconic face of one of the league's most iconic teams for a generation. For 15 seasons, he embodied Pittsburgh Steeler football. And that means something just the way Oakland Raider football and Dallas Cowboy football. that If you personify that image for a long time, like Hines Ward, did that, that also counts. And by the way, practically his numbers uh, warrant a Hall of Fame trip. So all those things combined. Um, obviously, no, I'm in the this right. Is about why,
1: this is why. This is why. But Stanley tough.
3: Morgan is a great choice. For this. It's the greatest number 86 ever. Sure. All
1: right. I you like could, Stanley if you, Morgan. If we had some Patriots fan here, he would talk just as passionately about how he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He was a blah blah blah. Well, that would he would do all the stuff. So you know what? Yeah. Well, they would. Look this silly. is why you shouldn't let you know when people are too close to it. See, I don't have a professional football team. Right. I feel that I'm one of the few.
3: Who are you saying for 87?
1: Person. Dave Casper.
3: Dave That's Kasper. a good one. All right. Well, you had any Eddie Kennison? I don't think he uh, deserves. Isn't Gronkowski eighty seven? Oh, I'll tell you one. Gronkowski is, is... eighty seven. Is he? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking eight. Oh yeah. Aaron Hernandez is eighty five. He was he was eighty five, and then
2: Chad came in, and then he took. Wow. 81. So Gronk is eighty seven, isn't he? Eighty. No. Wes
3: Welker's eighty eight, right? Or well, eighty three. Yeah, I'm getting confused. Those numbers, those ugly numbers on those ugly Patriots jerseys are mm-hmm. hard to differentiate. 87, also Ouija Thompson, right? The great uh, six foot eight uh, receiver of the Steelers in the 80s, uh-huh. were not so great. Um, is that it? Those are our 87s, and then if, of course the, get... and then Fabiano. You failed to mention the maybe the best one of all time. I don't know why you're ignoring uh, one uh, Dwight Clark because I've got
2: that uh, that whole game and that whole. The catch,
3: young Fabiano Very watched that deep, from his uh, Connecticut home. Inexplicably in my, uh, rooting uh, for the cow. Inexplicably in Connecticut rooting for the Cowboys. We, you know, yeah, like we, there's
2: no Cowboys fans in any other you state. You know what? But we Texas. need it we need to have
1: it because there's a guy who works uh, downstairs at NFL Network who's from Southern California, from Orange County. His favorite teams are the 49ers, the Yankees, and I think the Celtics.
3: That might that might top Fabiano for being worse. That's that's loco. Yes, I've I've spoken out against Fabiano's insane (laughs) front running. It's it's I I jumped on bandwagons at eight years old. It would be perfect perfect if he was a Celtics fan. Did you you cry, Fabiano, when that touchdown pass happened? I was not happy. Did you weep, happy. though? Was a young Fabiano I don't th- weeping? I,
2: I don't think I cried.
3: I met Fabiano's whole family. They're all lovely people. It was a delight to meet all whole of them A bunch out of there. Italians. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So, Wait, right. hold on.
1: If you get a Han Solo blast, I should get a Boba Fett gun, because I would be pointing it at you right now and be like, we're not leaving until you figure out in 87 you're not bringing up, because you will kick yourself for at least not
3: mentioning him. Oh, my goodness. Ega. I almost I almost did miss it. Thank you, Rank. You saved me. I was about to make a joke about how you're, you're not Boba Fett, you're Greedo, <laughs> to my hand Solo. But you're but yeah, it's it, but of course, or, or you couldn't be Chewbacca either because you're hairless. <laughs> your chin.
1: I'd um, I'd settle for Wedge Antilles. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, of course, yes. The the man, yeah. The face, I was thinking the same thing. Well, the, he's 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 the face one A. Of the Pittsburgh Penguins yes. organization, the man who saved the team along with 66 Lemieux when he was the first-round draft pick a few years ago. He hoisted the silver up over his damaged knee after Game 7 against the Detroit uh, Red Wings a, a few years back. And uh, back, it would appear, over the getting bonked on the head too many times. Looks like he's ready to go. Sydney kid crosby how dare i almost miss kid crosby thank you rank you saved me from and i still deserve him no small amount of tweets and emails (laughs) and stuff from people in pittsburgh outrage that i could forget uh, the greatest player in the sport of hockey over the last 15 years kid crosby all right thank you for that rank welcome back to black tie fabiano follow him at Michael, you're still going underscore, right? Yeah, that opera singer Michael Fabiano has the. I
2: know, but non- you got to come underscore. up. with it. just go Fabs
3: a- NFL? It'll be shorter. It'll save you Michael
2: room. Michael Fabiano NFL. I don't think that would fit. Isn't there Fabs a NFL
3: limit? will fit, and it'll be shorter. We'll, Do that. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. So for the meantime, it's at Michael Fa- Michael at Fabiano at Michael underscore Fabiano. I'm sorry. I, I say I have a hard time even saying it. <laughs> at Michael underscore Fabiano. Correct. At Adam Rank. At Damashek. That's how you follow us. And then of course go to NFL.com and look for the fantasy stuff. Fabiano and company putting out the uh, good stuff to get you ready and uh, for the draft and then once you've drafted it, all season long we'll be kibitzing about it. On, uh, on NFL.com and on the NFL Network with NFL Fantasy Live. We'll be back later in the week with another show for you. We have a guest yet for that one, Black Tie? We don't, right? Oh, we know We Brandon do. Lloyd. We, have, we have our man, Brandon awesome. Lloyd. Awesome. We'll give him our little quiz uh, when we talk to him then. All right. All right uh, we'll look forward to that. Back with more Huey and Applesauce then. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and
2: your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.